Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, co-host of the Through the Keyhole podcast for Oklahoma Sooners fans. This is a uh, special March Madness edition of our free weekly podcast. But uh, make sure to sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash through the keyhole to get uh, some of our extra content and to make sure that you're uh, supporting all of our efforts here. But with uh, March Madness about right around the corner, um, I brought on an old guest, uh, my brother, the skinny, who, uh, you know, during the football season does the picks trying not to suck show with us. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a, a different version this week, uh, talking about the uh, NCAA tournament and our thoughts on, uh, you know, all the uh, all the games that uh, kick off, I guess, technically kick off on Tuesday night with uh, those playing games. And then the action begins in earnest on Thursday. Uh, so let's go ahead. Welcome him on. Skinny. How you doing, man? Oh, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, it, it, you know, a great time of year. Definitely one of the, you know, it, it is my favorite sporting event of the year. Um, doesn't quite hit the same, uh, you know, when the Sooners aren't in it, but, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll make the best of it. Yeah, it it and it's funny because this tournament seems to lack a little bit of juice. Now, maybe that's because, you know, I'm kind of with you in the sense that we, there aren't a lot of teams I have a, a you know, personal interest in. Uh, right. participating, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been kind of one of those seasons in college basketball. There don't seem to be any like really compelling teams or teams that, uh, you know, have, you know, really kind of, uh, made a statement about being the best in the country or anything like that. It seems like it's a fairly wide open tournament, like that should, that, that could make for a lot of good games, but just the buzz factor isn't there, you know? Yeah, it, it, you know, and it kind of reminds me of last year too. Like I, I felt this, I felt similar about last year's tourney, and it ended up being, uh, it ended up being a pretty good one. So it, it, I mean, you never know. It, it also doesn't help when, like, uh, you know, you have like a Purdue kind of a boring team, right? Yeah. As one of your leaders throughout the season, like Houston, as good as they are, you know, people still think of them kind of in a mid-major light. So um, you're right. I mean, we're kind of lacking the star power uh, when you think about, you know the North Carolina of the world not being in it and that kind of thing. But it, it, I, I, you know, this tournament will, uh, will work itself out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It always does. So, um, I guess so before we get into the tournament, you mentioned, uh, you know, the lack the, the absence of Oklahoma here, it's now a couple years in a row for Porter Moser. 
uh, rough start to uh, his uh, his tenure there at OU, huh? Definitely. I mean, you you can tell he's uh, he's frustrated by it. I mean, it, uh, you know, you go to like this is the world we live in now with the portal. Um, you, you look at the turnover in that roster over the last two years. I mean, it's 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 almost completely turned over, right? With the exception of like a, a Bijan Cortez, uh, but you know. And then I think he struggled. Like some of the portal guys he brought in, you look at the Groves brothers, didn't really work out for him. Joe Bamisil thought he'd be a little bit more of a scorer this year. Um, you know, I still think Porter is a good coach. I think there's definitely some questions about, you know, his roster management and, and recruiting in, in an NIL uh, slash portal kind of world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I look at that team and – you know, the way I look at it is people talk about, oh, well, he needs to get new players, that type of thing. I think I think he needs athletes. Like, uh, they, just are, they just are so unathletic compared to, uh, you know, the top teams out there, you know. So you can you can design, you can drop a million beautiful uh, plays to execute and everything. But, man, like, they just, they have a hard time getting to the rim. They don't defend the rim all that well either. It's just the whole thing, they just lack athleticism. Well, and, and when you look at it too, I mean, uh, you know, no, I certainly think the Big Twelve is the best conference in in the country. But I mean, you look at those SEC teams; they are super athletic. Um, and, yeah. and you know, you think about oh, you join that crew in a couple of years; they're they're going to have to go out and find some athletes. Yeah, teams like Arkansas that just have long dudes that yeah. just run the floor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. So um, let's go ahead though and, and break it down here. Uh, you know how we see kind of the draw working out, you know, uh, basically, you know, I've got a couple, we got, we'll go over a couple things for each, uh, each region here, you know, like best first round matchup. We'll look for an upset, maybe a sleeper team to watch, uh, how we see the sweet 16 playing out. And then we'll look at the winner for the, uh, for the region. So let's start off. We'll go ahead and start off there, um, in the South where Alabama is the one seed and number one overall seed. Um, you know, I guess, you know, looking here, I guess first off, let's start off and just any any kind of general thoughts about about this region. Yeah, I mean, to me, this region, not so much, at, well, I mean, the top Bama and Arizona, Baylor, you know, all, all good teams. But when you look at that four, five, six, you've got, you know, UVA, San Diego State, and Creighton. I mean, those are really kind of like the, those mid-seeds. Uh, those are all pretty tough. I mean, each one of those teams could get hot and, and do some damage, uh, particularly, I think, Creighton and San Diego State in this tournament. So, you know, it, it may not be the hardest uh, region in, in this tournament, but it's it's right up there, in my opinion. Right, right. Well, okay, so looking at the first first-round games, do you see do, – do any of these games, like – jump out to you where you see a potential upset brewing oh you know again i mentioned i mentioned those four and five spots you know you talk about san diego state who you know we'll talk i'll talk a little bit more about later because i I have them going pretty far actually but that first round game against charleston i mean charleston can really score the ball uh you know san diego state's a little bit more of a defensive team and and kind of similar in that that 413 matchup with uva and Furman. Uh, Furman can really score the ball I'm actually looking at that as, as maybe an upset in this region, just simply because, you know, UVA, they play that style, which is, you know, that kind of slow it down, use the shot clock, play really good defense. But at the same time, 
when you're when you're uh, shortening the game a bit, you're prone to upsets, as, as you know Virginia found out a few years ago, right? Losing as as a one seed. So I kind of look at Furman as as a potential upset pick there. Yeah, you know, I went back and forth here. It's kind of funny. It seems like Charleston. You mentioned uh, you mentioned them. They're getting quite a bit of uh, run as a potential upset here. Um, I kind of wonder about Baylor um, looking down there just because that team has played. They've been so erratic this season. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of didn't know what you were going to get from night to night. Now, I say that they ended up as a three seed, which is, you know, speaks to the quality of the team. But, uh, you know, I ended up watching, you know, fair amount of uh the uh santa barbara team cal santa barbara team there they're really well coached you know i mean with joe pasternak i imagine he's going to end up getting another job somewhere else in the off season um really efficient they've kind of got they've got like a lot of different guys who shoot the ball well and can score um and it's 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 a slower pace so uh you know that's one where i'm looking for it now i still have baylor advancing but like it would it would not i would not be shocked if they get knocked off in round one yeah you know they they kind of live in like a lot of teams of college basketball they live and die by the three quite a bit um yeah. and if if they're off yeah that, that's uh i could see that one yep yep all right so um how about uh what do you think is the best first round matchup here the game you're most most interested in seeing Man, that's a, this is a tough one. Um, you know, to me, I, you know, I, I guess I'm going to go back to, uh, I'm looking at that Maryland, West Virginia game. Um, I, you know, I, I, I love Bob Higgins as a tournament coach. Um, you know, West Virginia, that, that they're tough, they're physical. I think they beat Maryland in what's probably a really good game. And that is a terrible matchup for Alabama in the second round. I'm not saying they'll beat Alabama. But if you're Alabama, West Virginia is the kind of team you don't want to see. Yeah, you just don't want to see a Bob Huggins coach team, period, if you're one of those, you know, uh, favorites just because of how they play. Uh, you know, especially in a neutral site type setting, I think that that can get kind of wild. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you there, I'm with you there. I think that Missouri-Utah State game could be really fun. Uh, both those teams have some shooters. They like to get up and down. They can score. Uh, I think that I think that Utah State, I believe they're actually favored at this point, and I kind of like they the, are. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like the Aggies there, but I think that could make it for a really exciting uh, first round game there. So agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay. So if you, it, who's the sleeper of the uh, of this region? Who? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Uh, you know, I don't know if you call a five seed a real sleeper, but but I think San Diego State, right? Like they're experienced. They play great defense. Uh, you know, that league is pretty good. I mean, I know they historically, well, at least last year, they didn't win any tournament games uh, from the Mountain West, right? But I think San Diego State's pretty good. When you look, you know, I think that Charleston could give them some trouble. But if you look at it, I, you know, I think UVA is a good matchup for them. Uh, and, and then getting to Bama, again, you know, you talk about it, kind of a team that Bama doesn't want to see. Uh, you know, San Diego State fits that bill pretty well uh, also. So, you know, San Diego State is a team I could see, you know, making a deep run uh, in this region. Yeah, for me, I'm kind of in a similar boat. You know, I mean, I'm sure if you consider a six seed a sleeper, but uh, I have this mainly going to form, but I, I like Creighton to uh, at least get to the Sweet 16. Um, you know, in the past, that they've kind of been built around, uh, you know, three-point shooting, uh, high-flying offense, but 
they it's a much better defensive team this year because they have the the uh, seven footer there in the middle, uh, Kalkbrenner. Um, yep. And you know they've got good scores. Uh, Trey Alexander, uh, you know, an Oklahoma in there uh, on the outside. Nebhard, I believe, is the other guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think that that's a. I, I like the way they're built. I think they get past North Carolina State. I think they beat Creighton in round two, um, and then uh, advance to the uh, Sweet Sixteen. So, uh, who are your Sweet Sixteen teams in this in this round? Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. I you know pretty chalky here. I've got Alabama, San Diego State, Baylor, and Arizona. All right. I've got Alabama. I've got San Diego State. I have Creighton and Arizona also. And then for me, I've got I've got Alabama being Arizona um, in the final. Same. All yeah, right. I'm the same. All right. Fairly chalky there. Let's talk about the Midwest. Uh, one seat here is Houston. Um, this to me uh, is a – it seems like actually a fairly solid bracket. You know, I mean – the, uh, you got some interesting potential matchups here down the line, but uh, I guess start off here. We'll talk about what, what do you see as being maybe the best first round game here? Who? I mean, obviously, you know that the, the eight, I'll, I'll skip the eight nine game, um, which could be interesting just because I think Auburn could be again both those teams could particularly Auburn could be a bad matchup for Houston, but. You know, I, I guess I'm looking at that Miami Drake game. You know, Miami is, I, I had a chance to watch them a little bit uh, towards the end of the season. Fun team, great backcourt. You know, I know they have a couple of injury issues, but, um, and, and then, you, you know, you look at Drake. Again, Drake's a team that can score the ball. I, this could be tough. Um, so I think that's maybe the one. I, I went ahead and picked Miami, but I could see that being that 12 5 upset we see every year. Yeah, and with Miami, you know they've got you got to wonder about uh, Norshad Omir, I believe is how you pronounce yes, it. Yes, Omir. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, you know one of their big men, and uh, he is going to be. I, I'm not sure about his um, status for the tournament, but I know that he went out pretty early there in that uh, game against Duke in the AC, ACC tournament. So that could uh, definitely end up hindering uh, hindering the Hurricanes there. Um, I kind of think that uh, the actually the the uh, game below that Indiana Kent State Kent State is actually a fairly strong. I mean, I know that the, most people aren't watching the MAC that often, um, but I, I you know they they use a lot of ball pressure. The uh, Kent State team um, they you know they played some pretty good teams tight this year. I. I don't know. I I think that uh, you know is is I've, I've, I mean I think that they could give Indiana some trouble there. So uh, that's one that I'm I'm definitely going to have an eye on. All right. Uh, uh, how about an upset? Do you see any upsets in the in this uh, on this side? Ooh, yeah. So I was looking at Drake. Um, obviously, we talked about that one. I'll tell you another one. And, you know, and obviously, we don't know exactly who they're going to play, right? But. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at Iowa State, they'll either get Pitt or Mississippi State. Um, boy, Iowa State was really kind of struggling uh, that latter half of the season there. I mean, they play great defense, but they're they're just – they're kind of – they're not the most talented team. They're limited offensively. Um, I could see them as a six seed going down to either team they play simply because uh, kind of the way they finished uh, down the stretch there. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the one that I've circled too. I mean, I think I actually think Drake will beat Miami, um, which 
uh, normally, I mean, I like Jim Laranega a lot as a, as a coach. I think that, uh, you know, he's shown, he's proven that he's a good tournament coach, you know, many times, but I just think that that, that, that injury is going to be too much, but, you know, looking for another upset though, I'm with you on that one, the six eleven there between Iowa state and Mississippi state. I mean, the only thing is, God, I, I, I watched Mississippi State over the weekend in the SEC tournament, um, and God, that team is just plays ugly, ugly basketball, man. I mean, they don't shoot the ball well. It's, it's all defense. I just, it's not the kind of thing that uh, I'm hoping that Pitt takes them out um, and advances there because uh, I just the, the less I have to watch of that, the better. Yeah, I mean, and then that six, yeah, that that could be a really ugly game. Yeah. Uh, whoever Iowa State faces there. Yep, yep. All right, so that's uh, the uh, most likely upset. How about a sleeper team in this region? Oh, man. I, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't have a huge uh, a huge sleeper team in this one when I start to look at my um, – oh, you know, look at my bracket. I mean, I, you know, I guess, you know, the one team – I mean, actually, Auburn. I'll tell you that's who my – I didn't pick them to win this, but – Boy, Auburn's athletic. They play pretty good defense. I mean, I watched them go toe-to-toe with Alabama, uh, you know, in Tuscaloosa. That was a great game. I, you know, who knows what will happen with Sasser, right, in terms of that growing injury. But, you know, he won't get the extra weekend uh, to kind of prepare like he would for a Sweet 16, right? So that could be a potential upset right there. Yeah, that's a Auburn's just a really volatile team is the way I kind of think of it. And if they, you know, if you catch them on the wrong day, they could be uh, that could def- they could definitely give Houston some some problems there in that uh, round of thirty two. Um, I kind of you know looking at the bottom, I I don't have I'm with you in the sense that I I have all four of the uh, top seeds advancing to the Sweet Sixteen, but you know Texas A and M they'll be fired up for that game with Texas obviously. Yeah, and uh, that team is that team really played well like all throughout the uh you know i guess after the new year really you know i mean i think that they were probably you could probably make a case that they were underseated at seven they probably should be maybe on the five or six line but um you know i that's gonna be you know obviously the uh the committee wanted to get the texas texas and uh the aggies there matching up in that second round so I'm sure they kind of uh, finagled the scene a bit there, but you know, I with how Texas is playing right now, I'm not going to go against them. But uh, the Aggies definitely have a shot. Yeah, uh, no doubt, and that, that's a great one. I, I kind of agree with that as well. I mean, yeah. and you're right. It seems like they're underseeded. And again, you know, so much of the tournament is coaching, right? And, and I really think a lot of Buzz Williams is a coach. So another good um, point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got, like I mentioned, I've got the top four seeds here advancing to Sweet 16, and then I've got Houston beating Texas in the Elite Eight. How about you? Okay, so yeah, I'm similar. The only difference is I have Miami in the Sweet 16. I have Houston and Texas in the Elite Eight with Houston going on. I was really uh, tempted to pick Texas here after watching them uh, just manhandle Kansas twice in a row, two games in a row, really. Uh, but yeah, I'm with Houston. I'm, I'm on Houston also. So, all right. So we got two one seeds at this point. All right. Let's look at the East now. Um, this is not exactly a glamorous bracket. Uh, no. you've got, uh, Purdue as the one seed, uh, two Marquette. So give me, what do you, what do you think is the best first round matchup here out East? 
Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to spit. I, I really like that eight, nine game. Cause I think both those teams are really good, but um, particularly Memphis, obviously, but just to change it up a little bit, uh, you know, again, we'll look at that five, 12 game. I mean, I have Duke advancing pretty far, you know, everyone down there in Oklahoma, we pretty familiar with, or, or certainly more familiar than most of the country with Oral Roberts. Again, you have a, a mid-major team that can really score the basketball um, you know, Duke, you kind of never know with teams that are coming off of, of uh, you know, conference championship wins. Sometimes teams really take that momentum, and, and sometimes the next week they come out pretty flat. Um, I, I kind of think Duke is trending in the right direction. This will be tough, but you want to talk about an upset right there. Um, or Roberts could do it if they get hot. Yeah, and I mean they've had success in the past, right? You know, it's a it's a high flying yeah. team. You know, I mean Duke's only I think about six point favorite, which is uh, fairly short given the, the popularity of the uh, Blue Devils come March. Um, yeah, I'm with you. That's that's an interesting that's an interesting matchup. Honestly, this is the one bracket where I feel like really it has the best kind of compilation of, of first round games. You know, I mean like Kentucky Providence, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what Kentucky necessarily did to uh, really merit a, a six there. Providence almost got left out, which is kind of crazy to me because they're a pretty good, they're they're a uh, pretty solid team. And on top of that, uh, great coach and Ed Cooley. Um, but then you look at some of the others here, man. I mean, you know, Memphis FAU. You mentioned that eight nine. I mean that that game. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, Memphis. Yep. Memphis is. I, I've been somewhat surprised at how good penny hardaway has turned out to be uh as a head mm-hmm. coach uh, they, he has he has that team playing well they've got a really great point guard in kendrick davis which is another important uh piece to have during march and fau is is a fun team too uh tennessee louisiana tennessee you know injury issues there louisiana played well uh at the end of the season so yeah i think there are a bunch of really nice uh first round uh, first round matchups there. How about an upset? Where are you, where are you looking here? Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, first round upset where I don't, I don't have a ton here. I mean, I'm actually kind of trying, I mean, we'll go back to it. I mean, you mentioned it, but, but Kentucky Providence, I mean, here's the thing. Kentucky's super talented. Obviously, you know, obviously Sheedway. Um, but then, you know, you also have Xavier Wheeler, you know, will he play? Kentucky's just been banged up all year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that Providence team is, is pretty good, right? They're deep. They have a number of guys that can score. Um, I picked Kentucky to win it, but that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of these in this, in this particular region where it's like, I could see the winner of this game uh, advancing pretty far. Um, I picked Kentucky to beat to win this game, but I, I could see Providence pulling the upset. Yeah, I mean, this is one where you know, looking up and down, the spreads are fairly tight for a lot of these games. You know, Kentucky, for example, you mentioned uh, they're they're only a three and a half point favorite over Providence. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think Tennessee has to look out just because they seem to be kind of fading. Yeah, uh, and no Louisiana has played pretty well, so that's that's one where where I'd be looking. Um, how about a sleeper team for this for this region? Okay, I mean, I'm just uh, you know I just talked about it, but it, well, I guess there's I sort of have two. If you will let me throw in two, I mean, my no, sure. first one is Memphis. I mean, it, 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 assuming they get by FAU, I, I think they beat Purdue, um, and, and I could I could see them going to the lead eight very easily, um, or, or maybe even further. Um, you know, the other one again, I talked about Kentucky. The talent is there. 
it's kind of inexplicable what's happened to them under Cal the last, what, five, six years. I mean, they haven't won a tournament game, I think, since 2019 or something. But something like that, yeah. Again, like, there's still talent there. The guy can still coach. And I, I just think that half of the bracket um, could set up fairly well for them. So I actually have them going to the Elite Eight. So that's sort of my my other sleeper. I, I see this as the region where I think uh, – I do not think Chalk will prevail, let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm with you on that on that part of it too. I, I think if there's going to be a really, you know, kind of far out there um, winner of, of one region, I think this is probably going to be it. Um, I'm with you. I've got Kentucky in the uh, Sweet 16. That would be the closest thing I think you could say to a sleeper here for me. I feel like my bracket is really boring now that I look at it this year. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, picking the, the St. Peter's or the Royal Roberts is pretty tough. I mean, I, I have no doubt there will be one, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it's a, it's a tough year. Yeah, you know, one um, looking at it, let's see here. So my Sweet 16, I have Purdue and Duke and Kentucky and Marquette. How about you? Okay, I have Memphis and Duke. And I have Kentucky and Marquette. All right. Okay. So who do you have advancing the final four? So then I have uh, Duke and Kentucky in the lead eight with Duke going to the final four. I have Duke and Marquette. It's funny. We've, we've talked this whole time. We haven't mentioned Marquette at all. They're the two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got, I've got Duke beating Marquette. uh, So I've also got them advancing to the final four. Um, It's, you know, I, Duke is playing really well right now. My only concern is that in a lot of ways they beat kind of a lineup of chumps down the uh, down the stretch, is, which is the one thing. I mean, I, I wasn't overly impressed with uh, the ACC this year. And, you know, you look at their this win streak they put together. I mean, it did involve, you know, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Louisville, uh, North sure. Carolina teams, yeah. all that great. So, you know, I mean, it it's – it's a solid run, but just not overwhelming, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I hadn't, so I, admittedly, I hadn't seen a ton of Duke this year, but I watched some of that ACC tournament. I mean, it, my thought is Filipowski is kind of, is a matchup problem, right? I yeah. mean, um, and, and he gives them something I, I don't think a lot of teams in this field have. Um, on top of that, you know, they're back and they're healthy now. Um, and obviously they're, they're really young and talented. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, it was a bit of flyer, bit of a flyer on my part. I also wanted to feel like I wasn't picking all chalk here. So yeah, I feel you. All right, let's head out west, where the Kansas Jayhawks uh, are the number one seed, despite somewhat of a slide late in the year, in the very end, at the very end of the year. Um, so looking along here, what do you think is the best first round matchup here? Oh man, you know I know it's been talked about a lot, but that UConn Iona. I mean, um, I watched Iona play in that championship of that MAC game. Uh, they're fun to watch. I mean, uh, you know, very few teams in college basketball play that Rick Pitino style where they're going to get up and, and pressure you the entire game. Um, and, and then on, on the other side, like um, UConn, uh, you know, obviously started out really hot, fell off, have come back the last third of the season. Um, you know, I. I that just seems like a really intriguing game. And, and it's another one where, particularly if it's UConn, but, but kind of either way, I can see the winner of that game uh, kind of making some noise uh, going forward. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you here. Um, you know, looking at it for me, I'd say the best matchup. I, I think UConn-Iona is definitely up there. This this is, to me, this is a pretty stacked region, really, when you look at it. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that uh, another one to watch there is um, Northwestern Boise State. Not because I, I I'm really excited to watch either of these teams, but just because I think it's a really you know kind of closely matched game. And you know, Boise kind of got a bit of a break because you know this game's going to be I believe in Sacramento. Yeah, uh, and so that's that's a much longer road trip for Northwestern. Um, so that's that's one that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. Um, all right, your upset. Where's who's the upset in this round? Who? Um, so again, you know, you, you talk about uh, the one. Well, Iona, Iona again. I think that could happen. I mean, I guess the one I'm going to take, or, or I picked. Uh, I, I have VCU uh, winning mm-hmm. that 12-5 matchup. Um, you know, again, hadn't seen a ton of St. Mary's up until uh, that conference tournament. Uh, didn't come away overly impressed. I, and I boy, I, VCU is, uh, they're, they're a solid team. I, I could see VCU winning that game. Yeah, that's the one that I have circled too. Uh, St. Mary's, I, wa- I watched them, you know, four or five times this year, three times against Gonzaga. And, you know, the first time they played Gonzaga, one thing I was really struck by is like they don't have any composure. Like they argue with every foul call. They just they play like they, they just seem to be really high strung. Um, yeah. And so like that can be a, that can be trouble in this kind of setting, you know. And let's see here, where's this game being played? Albany. So they're going uh, and they're going all the way, all out the way across to, the country, uh, yeah, all the way across Ooh. the country. Another another issue there. So yeah, I think I, I really like uh, VCU. I think I think St. Mary's is going to pull this one out. Um, but I think that if you're looking for like a, a true upset, that would be it. Um, I've got Boise State beating Northwestern, but that's you know I think that's like a one point spread. So uh, they're a dog, but you know barely. So I mean it's hard to call that much of an upset. Um, who's a sleeper in this region? Um, boy, you know, I, I've got a few of them. I mean, I think, uh, you look at Arkansas again, I don't know. That's a huge sleeper cause I have in my sweet 16, but I think they're a nightmare matchup for Kansas. I mean, this tournament has a lot of those where the second round matchup for the one seeds mm-hmm. is just, is brutal. Um, simply cause Arkansas, as we already mentioned, is so athletic. Um, you know, the other team, and I, boy, I didn't pick them to go that far, but you look at TCU, you look at how they can play or and how they were playing before, um, you know, they had the injuries, right? They were playing as well as anyone in the country. If they can put it together, I mean, that that's a Final Four team. I'm not picking it, but they're a dangerous team there at six. Yeah, you know, the uh, loss of Eddie Lampkin, he, I think it was announced today he's entering the transfer portal. That that hurts at this point in the season. But... Sure. Uh, then again, I mean, if, if it was a situation where he, he wanted out so badly that he, uh, entered the transfer portal now, I mean, maybe it might be a case of addition by subtraction there for the Horned Frogs. So, um, all right. So who do you have going to the sweet 16? Okay. I have Arkansas and I have UConn and then on the bottom half, I have the Zags and UCLA. Yeah, I, I with you, I think Arkansas really has a good shot at being Kansas. I went ahead and took KU, um, but uh, you know I think that the, the, that that's a that's a troublesome matchup for them. So yeah, but otherwise I'm with you. I've got KU, UConn, UCLA, Gonzaga, and then I have UCLA being Kansas in the Elite Eight to move on to the Final Four. 
Okay. Well, I've got UConn and I've got the Zags in the Elite Eight, and I took the Zags to go to the Final Four. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's just a part of me that thinks, you know, this might be a good thing for Gonzaga not coming in as a one seed with all the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like this is a bracket. I mean, obviously, UCLA's tough, but I feel like some things could open up for them. Um, so I'm going with Gonzaga. Yeah, you know, this is kind of what it's kind of funny how the tournament goes, right? Because it's kind of like a, a choose your own adventure type thing here. Because I it really is, like, totally. yeah, I really like UCLA's team. Um, I've and I and you know, I had a hard time. I went back and forth between them and Gonzaga. Gonzaga is playing really well right now, and like you mentioned, they're more under the radar than they have been in the past, which is is probably a plus. The other thing that I mean, I'm also concerned about UCLA losing uh, Jalen Clark, who was a really good you know yeah. defender for them. Yeah. But man, UCLA like they just they are so tough. Like Haquez is really good. They've added uh, the Bailey kid, who is a uh, really kind of explosive, uh, scored really good get, getting to the rim. Uh, Mick Cronin, you know, he's got got some uh, a lot of experience in the tournament. I, I just. <sighs> I have a hard time. I, I, you know, wanted to go. I, I kept looking for reasons to go against them, but I, I just couldn't. So, I've got them advancing to the final four. So, who do you have? Uh, who do you have won it all? Okay, so my, my final actually, I have Duke and I have Houston, and and this is one. I mean, I don't remember a year where I struggled so much to pick a champion. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Houston. They, to me. It was in my opinion, they've been the best team all year. I mean, uh, they're they're big, they're athletic, uh, they're skilled. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Kelvin Sampson to me, I mean, maybe this is being a bit of an OU homer here, but I, I, he's the best coach, save for Bill Self, uh, in the country. And so I, it, now it, it's all about Sasser, right? I mean, mm-hmm the groin issue. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like that 2003 OU team with, with Hollis price uh, and Kelvin yeah. Sampson. Right. So who knows? I mean, if he doesn't play this, this pick is toast. Um, but if he does, I, I still think that they're the most balanced team in the country. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to go and take Houston. Yeah. I've got, I've got Alabama over UCLA. Um which could make for a really awkward kind of presentation there, you know, at the end, uh, given all the, uh, all the noise around Alabama's team, but they just, uh, there's, I love the, uh, for one thing, I just, I love the way they play because of the way they spread the floor out and, uh, give you, give an opportunity. They've got so many shooters, then they spread the floor out and give some of those guys a chance to go one on one. And I mean, I don't know how you defend Brandon Miller. He's just, I mean, he can he can score in so many different ways and hurt you. And that ability to spread the floor and get him the opportunity to go one on one, you know, I, I just feel like that's such a huge plus plus for them. Um, you know, of course they're at kind of the mercy of you know a, a night maybe when all their shots aren't falling. Yeah. Um, but I just watching watching them on uh, Sunday in that SEC tournament final, they just look so good. I just yeah. I, I couldn't. I, it was too it was too much for me to pass up. So well, I took the Crimson you, Tide. You did see that they lost to OU by like thirty points. Uh, <laughs> I did. Like I honestly, I think that's my problem. Is that I, it's just hard for me to wrap my brain around how that team. Uh, obviously they're very good right how that team could win the national championship but uh 
No, I, I mean, I, I get all your points. They're, they're really talented and good. I, I just think, for me, they're susceptible to a team like OU, West Virginia, somebody that comes out and really defends them, right? Right, um, yeah. And have the athletes to do it, so... Yeah, and that's why a team like Houston or UCLA in the final could be really could be really tough for them. Uh, yeah, in the, in that regard. So yeah, all right, okay. Well, so uh, I guess that that kind of wraps it up. Um, yeah, I don't know any any final thoughts about uh, about the tournament this year, anything like that. Uh, I mean, you know, it should be fun. I mean, again, I, you know, I I don't know that this is as top heavy a tournament as we've seen, but like to me, this is a year where there's a lot of good like four, five, six seeds that I could see doing a lot of damage. Um, so I, I think it could be a really fun tournament in that regard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I realize my looking at it now, it's pretty chalky, my uh, my picks, but there, there will be somebody that will uh, kind of emerge and, and make, it, make a nice run here, I think. Um, all right. Well, uh, Skinny Heyman, thanks so much again for uh, joining us and going on your picks. Maybe we can do it again next week after we see what uh, how the Sweet 16 shakes out. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Thanks again to the Skinny for joining us. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, Vanessa House, here at Through the Keyhole. And, uh, all, again, like I mentioned, make sure to uh, sign up for our Patreon at, through the, at patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Also, rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast. helps people find us. Um, but everybody enjoy the uh, weekend enjoy March Madness good luck with your brackets and we'll uh, holler back at you next week Uh, through the keyhole I'm Alan King take it easy